Hey, I want to talk to you. Let me talk to you real quick. Hey, come here. Come here. Come here. I'm trying to, I'm trying to tell you something. Hey, come here. Come here. Hey, just, just come here, man. Let me t- let me tell let me tell you something real quick, man. Just, just come on. What's up, everyone? How are you doing this morning? Right now, it is currently raining and storming as I'm recording this episode, and it's going to be a short episode uh, for for your Monday morning. Just to recap the four games from Saturday, I have a couple of apologies I owe to a couple of football teams. So let's just go ahead and jump right into it. UTC versus Western Carolina. Let me start off by saying Rogan Wells is bad. He is terrible. Dominic, you said Rogan Wells was like that in a sense. Yes, but man, has he stunk up the room. 2-4-11 and two picks. Just a complete disappointment um, out of him. And Dominic, you were so wrong about him. It's just bad. Uh, Western is going to reclaim their title as the worst team in the conference. Um, honestly, Western's been the worst team in the conference the last couple years. And um, it looks like that trend is going to continue even under uh Kerwin Bell's reign, and I, I thought I just I thought it was going to be the Citadel, but you know everything's changing. I thought the Citadel was going to be the worst team this year, but man, you know just wow, Western. I mean, I just I was really kind of rooting for you guys a little bit, but now it's just like oh well, you know just you know you're just going to be bad, just stay bad, I guess. I don't I don't know how that's going to work out for you guys down the stretch, but. Man, just bad. But I'm just gonna stay on topic with what I saw. And Cole, <clears throat> Cole Copeland must have he must listen to this podcast because he played a way better game than he's played the last few the last few games he started in. And honestly, I'm liking the switch that uh, Coach Rusty Wright made. I think Cole Copeland is the better quarterback compared um, to uh, to the to the other guy. I can't. I'm sorry. I'm blanking on his name right now. But I'm I'm very convinced Cole Copeland is the answer. Um, for that mox offense and he looked really good he was in command of that offense and played well going 17 for 29 uh with 239 yards with a couple of touchdown passes uh to finish his day and you know the mox finished their day with 518 yards of total offense and they held the catamounts to 277 yards of total offense so by just seeing that and analyzing that, I mean, I'm telling you, I think the mocks, like I said earlier before the season even started, the mocks defense is very legit. They've played really well leading up to this uh, game. Here and there, they've had some shaky performances, but I mean, you know, they st- they still played well. They kept their offense in the game to pull off some some wins, and he- here they are. I mean, we can look back at the last few games Western has played in. They've thrown, they've had 500 plus total offense games, and. You know, it's just it's it's really good to see the Mox defense still uh, playing the way they they are capable of playing. So I'm very excited for that. Um, and back to the Camels, I'm just not impressed with them by any means. They're just the worst team in the conference at this moment. Like, it, like they're just really really bad. I mean, gosh Almighty, can you play any worse? I mean, they just they can't get anything going. They switched, like I said, they benched Rogan Wells. They brought in another quarterback. He played a little bit better, but it like it just they couldn't get anything going, and just man, you know, you, you just hope something works out for them. Maybe I don't know, probably not. But hey, you know, it, it is what it is. And like I said, they they aren't good, nor do they look like they have the potential to be at least decent. Um, just this year, I think the the kind of mouse are. I think we can. I, I want to go ahead and just write their season off um, as just a year just to learn this offense and this new defense, maybe that Kerwin Bell brought in. But I, I, I'm just not impressed. But that's the Mox. The Mox look good. You know, just we're just going to leave it at that. And um, 
they're where they, they should be, a top three team in this conference. Next, we have the disappointment that is VMI football and the Citadel, who finally played up to their opponent. It only took four games, but they finally figured it out. I have alluded to VMI being a shell of their spring football team over and over in this podcast, and it finally showed. I think VMI will probably finish maybe under 500 this season. Um, they're just not the, that key that team that we saw in the spring. They don't they don't play the same. They're not playing as as good as they as they did. And um, Colin Ironside was benched at one point. I really benched for the rest of the game. And Seth Morgan came in, but it was to no avail. Uh, it, it, it didn't really help get the the ball moving it that that much. And the Citadel threw the ball well and ran the ball just as well, if not better. And I know me giving compliments out to the Citadel feels different because I bashed them every single time they play a game because I used to think they were the worst team in the SoCon, but I can't even say they're the worst team anymore. I mean, just the this game kind of shakes up everything, you know. So I'm gonna say this on the on the bright side of the Citadel, it's just again, you're not the worst team anymore. I'm just that's just wow, good for you guys. You know, I'm gonna give some claps. We're gonna clap now. For the Citadel, you finally got your first Division One win. Congratulations! It took you four weeks. Um, what was it? Maybe three, three, yeah, three opponents to finally get that first Division One win. Congratulations! Um, you guys deserve it. Way to fight! Kudos to you guys. All right, but I'm gonna say one more thing about VMI before I hit the stats. For a team that won the conference. Um, in the spring and played a tight game against James Madison, it, it just did not translate to the fall. I think this is a very um, average VMI team, nowhere near as good as they were uh, in the spring. I just don't think – I think that's. I think that was a fluke season. Um, maybe the spring season was just so weird for all the other teams in the SoCon. It threw them off, and VMI just found a way to take advantage of it. So they won the spring. I'm not going to take anything away from them. They have rings right now. I mean – it's a beautiful feeling to have a ring. I mean, I can attest to that. I have one from 2018 that unfortunately will be shared with ETSU and um, Wofford. But, hey, a ring is a ring. A championship is a championship. And that ring still looks really good on my on my finger when I get to wear it. Oh, rain stopped. That's great. All right. Anyway, um, the Citadel rushed for 363 yards on 62 attempts. I think that's a little bit more than uh, five yards a pop. Jalen Adams opened up the game with an 80-yard touchdown pass. He finished the game two for four and 114 yards passing. And like I mentioned earlier, Colin Ironside was pulled for Seth Morgan. Morgan threw for 208 yards and a touchdown. Corey Brody gave an 85-yard two-touchdown performance. The final score was 24-35. The Citadel won that game. And that was a big game for both teams. It was their military uh, rivalry game that the Citadel won. So that trophy is going to be with them. So, again, congratulations to them. Kudos to them. Um, but yeah, again, just a lot of hand claps, you know, and a lot of, a lot of praises for the Citadel for finally getting their first division one win this season after four weeks. Woohoo. Moving on. ETSU beat Wofford barely. And I I thought this was a, a solid game that really could have gotten out of hand very early. If it wasn't for that phantom blindside block call that, uh, the worst officials in college football threw, um, on Saturday against the Bucks, but that's neither here nor there. And but I still think it was a good game to push the Bucks a little bit. I think it kind of got them out of that point where you can't just take any team for granted, no matter what you're doing against them. 
And Wofford is, again, struggling with keeping guys healthy, which, if you're a Paladin fan, should make you a big excited for the October 9th matchup between these two, te- these two teams. Um, I- I'm going to be in full Paladin fan mode this Saturday, um, hoping that the good old boys in uh, white were going to just thrash uh, Wofford. Yeah, that is, it's, it's a bi- very biased take on that one, but you know what? I- I'm-, I'm for it. And... I don't think as an overall team, nobody's better than ETSU. They're just executing on offense and defense. Uh, their defense doing a really good job managing game well. I feel like their offense took a, a big step in a in a in a different in a better direction after seeing what Tyler Riddell could do, and they they actually threw more than what they ran. So which is really good for him. I think that's good for their offense. It's going to help just maximize what they can do. The Bucks rushed. For 200 yards, and Tyler Riddell threw for 268 yards. So, I mean, you, you can't ask for a better game from him. I think he only had one turnover off of 20, 20-something completions off of, third, off of a full 30 attempts or something like that. He played really well. Um, and it's just, you know, I, I'm just, again, I'm really excited about the Bucks. And the thing about Wofford is – they're still struggling to figure out who they are as an offense. I don't think they have their identity figured out as they finish with 135 yards on the ground, 111 yards in the air. That's not who they are as an offense. That's not what they do. They do not throw the ball for more than 100 yards a game. They don't have those type of performances. They run the ball really well. They run the option well. I understand that their head coach is trying to be a more modern take on this team, but that's just not who they are. They don't have the type of players to run that kind of offense. Well, put it like this. Let me not say that. They don't have the type of quarterback to run that offense. Payton Derrick went 9 for 18, completed half of his passes. Another mediocre performance. Again, I'm not impressed with the Terriers. I don't think they're good. I don't even think they're mediocre. I think they're bad. And now, I think if Furman figures it out, then they should win that game. But if Furman doesn't win that game, that, that tells you where the state of South Carolina football teams in the conference are. Not very good. So I think Furman should be able to win that game in, was it Gibbs Stadium? They should be able to win that game. There's no doubt in my mind they should be able to win that game. But, again, both teams are hungry to get a win in conference play, so when they play each other on October 9th, I'm expecting a really good game, both offense and defense. I know that defense is going to be hungry to to really beat down those Terriers, and I know the offense is looking forward to showing that that Mercer game does not define who they are because – I know those uh, those Furman football fan forums are are raving right now about where they think the state of Furman football is at, and I, and if any one of those fans hear this this episode, relax, okay. As a former player, let me tell you something: just relax, watch the see how the season goes. Don't ask for anybody to get fired. Don't ask for any of that stuff. I promise you, people are going. People see this. The guys see it. So uh, anybody can look at any of these fan forums and just read any what you guys are saying. Be supportive of your team. Just relax. And if the season doesn't get any better, then you flip a switch. You turn up if you want to. I, other than that, relax. Watch watch the football game. And don't be couch coaches unless you've actually played football. I think that's the most infuriating part about certain fans. If you never played football and then you're begging for people to get fired and you don't know what's going on, relax. Watch the game. Try to understand the game. And then make a smart opinion. Don't let your emotions in the moment dictate what's going on. I feel like that's the that's the worst thing you do as a fan. 
All right, I'm sorry for that rant. It's just been on my mind lately. But uh, ETSU will take on the Citadel, and I expect the Bucks to handle business that game. I don't think the Citadel can beat ETSU, but I will not be surprised if that is one of the games ETSU does drop. I feel like every team in the SoCon is guaranteed to at least lose one game, and that might be the game. I highly doubt it, but it could be the game because the Citadel, for some reason, finds a way to play to the level of their opponents and shock whoever they're playing because I guarantee you VMI thought that they were going to steamroll over uh, the, Cit- the Citadel and that didn't even happen. So. Hmm. Final game, Mercer. I humbly apologize once again. You are a legit team, a top three team at that. I don't. I think I didn't like you guys as much because I have an ex-girlfriend that cheers for Mercer, so maybe that played a part. I don't know. I highly doubt it. But you guys did beat us, and I still don't like you guys. And but I can't, I can't take away how good you guys have been playing. Personally, I'm not bought into your defense or your offense. Yet you've been finding ways to play with the better teams in this conference. And my hat is off to you guys. I mean, two offensive guys that just completely lit up the field, the two Freds, Fred Payton and Fred Davis. Fred Davis is making the case as one of the better running backs in this conference after the performance yesterday with 28 carries on 276 yards. Finished with a school record of five touchdowns. And honestly, he should be SoCon Offense Player of the Week. Maybe SoCon Player of the Week at, at, at the most. The Bears finished the game with 350 yards rushing and 213 yards passing. Sanford's still a good football team, but they still turn the ball over a bit too much, and defense isn't playing well enough to give the offense breathing room. And I think the best comparison I can make to Sanford to anybody that actually watches football, um, at least in, for NFL football, would be Sanford reminds me a lot of the Kansas City Chiefs. Really, really good offense but a crappy defense with one really good, notable player in their backfield. I I think that's a pretty fair comparison. If you don't agree, please DM me, Instagram or Twitter. It's it's somewhere in my um in in Anchor FM or Pod, or Apple Podcasts or Spotify. It's somewhere in there. But if you don't see it, Cole underscore nearly sixty one. If you if you don't agree with that take, please DM me. We can talk about it. But neither here nor there. Um. The Bulldogs finished with 312 yards passing and 206 yards rushing, which is what I wanted to see more out of of them, of that offense. I wanted to see them run the ball better. That's something I want Furman to do, run the ball better, get back to Devin Wynn having 100-yard games. That I don't know how I keep going back to Furman. They even play this week. That's how you know I'm, I'm a, I have Furman fan-ism still in me. It's, I can't break that. But – that's something that you want to see better for teams that throw the ball really well. And that's your offense. You still want to have a good running game to kind of take the pressure off of your quarterback. That's just how I see it as an offensive line. I was a former offensive lineman. That's how I just see it. I think you want to have good passing. You want to have a good passing team. Don't get me wrong, but you also want to have good running games to take that pressure off your quarterback. As you can see, it's working really well for ETSU right now, working really, really well. So, Maybe some maybe some uh, teams may, you know, just pay attention to stuff like that. I don't know. I'm not trying to take any shots. But, hey, I mean, again, neither here nor there. And I will say that even though the, the, the Bulldogs had that type of performance on offense and they lost that game, it's unfortunate where they are right now having lost two SoCon games. And honestly, their hopes of winning the conference are pretty much now out of their hands. There's nothing they can do. I mean, had they won that game, all they had to do was win out. 
you hope somebody else get, gets a win, uh, somebody else beats ETSU down the road, which is possible, but um, you, you just hope. But now it's completely hoping that somebody beats ETSU and Mercer, two teams who are still undefeated in the SOCON right now and honestly the best two teams in the conference. You can't disagree with that. I mean, can you guys see two better teams right now? I don't even – be honest, I think Mercer could play with Chattanooga potentially. Who knows? I think Mercer may be, they might beat Chattanooga. They might be able to beat ETSU. I think they actually beat both of those two teams in the spring, but I don't know. The spring is such a BS season. I can't even, I can't even just, I'm not even going to entertain that. But anyway, um, yeah, so I think that's that's the week. Um, that's pretty much the episode right there. And um, another two for four a week for me puts me at 24 and nine at the record. Um, hmm. Should be interesting. Oh, and another just a heads up. Uh, mark your calendars for October 16th for 6 p.m. I will be a color analyst for that Furman football game against the Citadel. Will be an exciting game. Looking forward to watching that game. First night game for the Paladins is coming. Um if you have ESPN Plus, definitely tune in for that. You get to see my beautiful face, hear my beautiful voice, uh, just analyzing the game along with Mark Childress, who I've been uh, under war with a couple times. Uh, great, really great guy. Looking forward to working with him. So definitely stay tuned for that as that gets closer. And looking forward to talking to you guys next week. Uh, should be a fun week. Let's look forward to some great SoCon football this Saturday. You guys have a wonderful week. Um, enjoy it. I hope. NFL Sunday was really good for you, and I hope we all are able to enjoy a great Monday night football game. Take care, guys.